Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Rum Society at Kanye Rum Bar, we had Diego Quintaro in the house with Dictador Rums. He tasted and educated us on the 12 year, the 20, the Dictador XO. What an amazing night to get down with some Colombian rum. What? You've never heard of Colombian rum before? You better subscribe to this podcast and up your education game. Always remember to enjoy this podcast responsibly. That means don't pour rum all over the floor and set it on fire. Diego, are you Colombiano? I'm Colombiano, yes, for sure. I'm from Bogota. Uh, I just arrived yesterday to LA. I'm regularly coming every month here to do some tastings, uh, trainings, and whatever is necessary for people to love uh, getting get in love with our rum. Yes, we will. We will get in love with your rum for sure. We've got um. Now you guys so, like it's. You guys are based in Cartagena. Yes, we right? are based in Cartagena, uh, which we are doing our aging process there, but we are distilling in two different parts of Colombia. All right, so explain that because it's you have one master distiller, right? Is it Hernan yes, Parra? Yes, Hernan Parra, yes. And, and he does everything? Yes, he does everything. And, and where are the two locations for your distilleries? Okay, so we have a distillery back there. In, uh, we, have, we started doing a rum in Cartagena in 1913, 106 years ago. But then we moved uh, one of our facilities to uh, Codazzi Cesar, which is right in the middle of the jungle in 1951. And then we moved, uh, we have another facility that we created in 1986 due to a terrible disaster that occurred in, in, in Colombia. It's close to Ibagué, Tolima. Uh, it's very difficult or strange to do um, private label rums in Colombia due to our uh, crazy loss, uh, stupid loss. I don't want to say stupid. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, you don't start calling the law guys stupid because they'll come after you. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're gonna fly back into Colombia, and there's yeah, gonna yeah be and a, they're gonna take me to they, yeah. There's gonna be a little sign that says Diego. You'll be like, is this a car? They're like, yeah, it's a cop car. Get <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so uh, we are doing uh, distillation now in 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 Codazizar and in Ibagué, and then uh, we are producing our all of our rums are produced uh, from. 100% Colombian uh, sugar cane juice that we bought. Then we do our uh, reduction to have sugar cane honey. As you may know, uh, normally rum is produced from sugar cane honey or from molasses, sugar or, cane juice. Or, or just sugar molasses. cane juice, yeah. But we are using sugar cane honey because it gives us more uh, cognac, single malt, and uh, final tastings. So the agumiel. Yep, that's right. So it, to understand that, like a lighter grade of molasses, as you're start, starting to make sugar, as you're cooking the sugar cane juice, it starts to crystallize. And when it just first starts to crystallize, they call that the aguamiel. It's like honey water before it really starts to cook down and become more sulfurous, which is, you know, the different levels of molasses where it's grade That's A, right. grade B, grade B. It gets darker and darker until you've got blackstrap molasses, which is super sulfury. But this is this is just sugar cane honey. Very, yeah, the very like, top of the of the sugar making process. Like, like we, we we buy the um, the sugar cane juice from uh, the from the producer of sugar cane uh, and we heat it up and we evaporate a little bit of the water so we have the sugar cane honey. That's why our 
uh, profile taste is completely different to other rums, and that's why we have this uh, kind of cognac fine single malt aftertaste. And, and okay, then, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a minute because I want to know about yeah, the cognac. Because yeah. Hernan also makes cognac? No, 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 he doesn't. He, okay, okay. No, no, he doesn't. Okay, but no, going we're not, back, we're, we are not blending cognac and okay, I was, <laughs> and rum. No, no. I was I was spying on your website. There's a lot of stuff going on there. So yes, I, I sure. I've got questions, but uh, the history, like Colombia was before it was Colombia, it was uh, Nuevo Granada, right? That, yeah, it that, was like the Grand Colombia. It was we were together with the Venezuelan guys from Ecuador, Panama as well. Panama used to be part of Colombia hundred years ago, but then we split like in. I don't know. I, I'm not really into history. I'm sorry. Well, but I am. Around, oh, no. around, right. around 8,010, that's where we get independ independence from Spain. 1810? Uh, 1810, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, for example, uh, Venezuela is a very well-known producer of rum because they don't have the crazy laws. Crazy laws. The crazy laws. They're not as, not as hard. And there's another... Um, crazy thing like Panama has only 3 million population I reckon uh -huh. but they have more like more than 100 uh, private labels we are around 50 million people in Colombia and we only have 15 labels private labels so it doesn't make sense and we are the seventh largest producer of sugar cane in the world right and, and crazy, it was crazy loss Colombia was the first place to make sugarcane in South America, what we now call South America. So sugarcane was first produced in the New World in the Caribbean, but Colombia was the first to make it in what is now South America. Yep. And it's still a huge sugar-making uh, country, right? So, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. As, as I told you, it's, we are the seventh largest producer of sugarcane in the world. I thought you guys were the third, but... I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Okay. But you said... <laughs> trust me. I'm trusting you. Uh, now, in, in, you call yourself a private label. Does that mean you guys are buying from the distillery? Or do you own the distillery? And Okay. What I, what I call a private label is that most of the rums from Colombia are produced by uh, local, go uh, local states, like, like the states here in Colombia. We call it governors. So uh, the governors uh, produce their own, like for example, here in California, they will produce your rum and it will be consumed here in California. And in Florida, they will produce a different uh, label of rum. That's why they are not uh, giving a lot of people um, permissions to produce uh, private labels, like uh, completely private uh, investments to produce rum. That's why, but because we have uh, public, um, we have public producers, uh, public uh, labels, uh -huh. like, uh, I don't know, Santa Fe, Anti uh, Medellin, which are not really good rums. Like, they are really... Some people I don't, I don't may want... love them. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So, but the distillery where your rum is made is also making rum for other producers? No, no, Okay, so in, in, when we say private labels, at least here in America, when we say private labels, usually that means that it means a, someone is bottling it. Oh, yeah, I The understand. producers are just yes. buying it from, say, like Midwest grain products in yep. Indiana. People buy their rye whiskey from them. Yep. They bottle it, and they come out with their, like, 
oh, this is Pedro's rye whiskey. Yeah, for I'm example, not actually we're, making it. We are, we, we are we call selling. We call that a private label. I understand, but yes. what you're saying is you guys own your own distillery, yes? Yes, sir. Okay, so. Two. Two. And so we wouldn't call that a private label. You, we would say you guys are producers. Yeah, technically it's You're not, a producer. Yep. Okay. Yes, we are a producer. So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out a little thanks bit. Thanks a lot. You guys are not a private label. You guys are rum producers. Yes, we are rum producers, but we are, own, we are not owned by the... By the um, You're not owned by, by the government? By the government. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, I just want to clarify. Okay. That's what no, we're That's for. important. Thanks a lot. Of course. Okay, okay. so... Ooh, ooh, ooh. So Stephanie so, and Shaggy came around will, with the first mark. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep I will, going. I will keep talking about the, the, the production system, like... Uh, we are using sugarcane honey for our for rums. Then, uh, Parra, Parra family. This uh, Hernan is the third generation that is producing rum. Parra family is using their own yeast to do the fermentation process, which is quite important. Uh, not to use a, an industrial yeast. It's, it's a yeast that have been with us like, for 100 years. And so it's a proprietary yeast strain, meaning that this is a yeast strain that is specific to your distilleries. Yes, sir. Okay. That's right. Is, is it a wild yeast strain or is this one that they've, they've inoculated and are continuing to use batch after they batch? They are continuing using it that from, okay. a lot, from a long time. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So after doing the, um, the fermentation process, we are using two different types of distillation. In Colas CSR, we are using continuous column distillation. Okay. To have the light alcohols. And we are in Ibagetolime, we are doing the copper pot um, distillation to have the heavy alcohols. Oh, that's very interesting. So the two different distilleries are doing different styles of yes, rum sir. making. And then Hernan, your master blender, is taking the two and, and making and, these expressions. And then we are taking our alcohols to Cartagena to blend it to make this. That's why we call our rum from Cartagena. It's because you may know that the, the most important process in, the, in, the, in this kind of rums is the aging. It's 12 years, it's our youngest rum. And I have to be uh, clear that it says here that we're using a Solera uh, system, but I'm gonna explain that later, just to know that 100% of the bottle is 12 years old, or 100% of the bottle of 20 year, it's 20 year old. Yes. Oh, it is, so, so you, guys, you guys abide by your age statements. Yes, sir. Because if, as we know in the rum world, because so many different countries make their rums, they don't all have the same laws, right? These are all freestanding yeah. countries. So in the rum world, you can't always trust the age statements. It could say rum 23. Unless it says rum 23 years old, you, you don't know that it's all 23-year-old rum in that bottle. They can, it's legal in a lot of countries to just say that it's 23, meaning we estimate that the flavor profile tastes like what we think is a 20-year-old or 23-year-old rum. So this is good to know that you guys have more yes. strict guidelines in terms of your age statements. But it's not like a, not, it's not because our, uh, there's a law in Colombia about that. It's because uh, we want it to be like that. For in Colombia, uh, if you want to use the Solera system, you will say that you will say that um, you will put in the bottle. You will write down in the bottle that it's the youngest. Um, the youngest rum. spirit in the, the bottle, youngest, yeah. Yes. For example, in Guatemala, they will say it's the oldest one. Like it happens with some of the some of the brands. So what is it? Tell us about this first expression. Stephanie's okay. coming out. We had a couple of late comers come in. Stephanie's abiding and getting everybody their little 
first taster. What is this first expression that we're going to taste sure. tonight? So this is the tw our 12-year-old. Um, and they're beautiful bottles. If you guys are not familiar with the Dictador bottles, they're beautiful. So I, I'm going to pass I mean, it to, like please don't pour too much. Right? <laughs> Sound good. I, I'm going to trust you. Let's start here. Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh, you can smell your glass. Don't yeah, try to sure. smell through the snow. The, the pour spout's not going to give you a very good nose. So, but if you want to pour some in your nose, the pour spout will work excellent. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to, to have this beautiful bottle. Uh, it's a classical rum bottle, but we add this uh, texture to the, to the bottle, uh, trying to simulate the fine sake uh, bottle. It's kind of a matte finish on the bottle, so it's not a shiny bottle, it's got this great flatness and it, to it. And it also has like, um, uh, it, it's not like a, it's not painted. It's, it has a, a special coat. Right, uh, sandblasted. Sandblasted, thank you. Sorry for my English. <laughs> no, don't be sorry, we, we love it, everything's great, man. We love you, man, everything's cool. Are we not taking pictures of the bottle? You can yes, take pictures sure. of the bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but with one condition. Post them in Instagram, post them in Facebook, okay. whatever you want to do. Like. And Diego, we free publicity, also, free publicity. Stephanie just also pointed out yeah, she's. She can help translate anything. I, my Spanish is pretty good, hers is amazing. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so. So the first expression, so the, the 12 year. So the 12 and, year. Yep. and this is a blend mm -hmm. of. The two different distilleries you have, a pot still distillery, which is, tell me the name of the town again. Ibaguete. Ibaguete, and that's up in the jungle? Uh, no, oh, it's that's not. That's the one that's not, on the coast. It's, it's, no, 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 Ibaguete is in the middle of the, of the country. Okay. Uh, but it's not in, in the middle of the jungle. And then it's, with the column distillery, that's up yes, in the jungle. That's okay. a different story. It's a huge industrial distillery. Uh, we are only using 20% of our uh, capacity okay. to, uh, to produce. The rest of the um, distillery is abandoned. And later I will tell you what we are building there because we have a really interesting project, art project going down there. Oh, that's cool. So you guys, let's stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth, and share your experience. So everyone's taste and smell is going to be different. Everyone's palate is different. So don't be afraid. Please, this is a place to get a little deeper knowledge of your own senses. So share what you're experiencing. If it's something fruity, what kind of fruit is it? Is it an orange or is it a watermelon? If it's uh, if it's something sweet, is is it powdered sugar or is it, you know, Honey caramel or, or yeah, yeah. It smells maple syrup. Well, you got it. Yeah. All right, all right. That's really good. Ooh, nice. Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. That's when you. That's on your mustache, sir. <laughs> oh. Man. Christmas. Okay, okay. Christmas. Okay, I like that. So you can be it can be a sense of place or oh, a yeah, time. Oh, yeah, sure, you know? for sure. It depends on your your nose on your old your nose and memory. And so now tap some over your tongue. So sometimes your nose will lead you in one direction and then your tongue will tell you something differently. And allow that surprise to occur. So what happens? So if you get like maple syrup and pancakes or waffles on the nose, now sip some, tap it across your tongue. How does that experience change? Be willing to have your mind changed, right? I love it. I'm also getting, it, it reminds me of a maple bar. I get like, there's a donutty vibe going on in here too. I get a, a little bit of a yeastiness in there. And, and the first nutty, sip, that's good. The that's first good. sip is gonna bite a little bit your tongue. Try yeah, to, yeah, that's cool, that's try cool. To chew, try to chew the, the flavor like, 
Yeah, chew it across your tongue and, and see what you're saying is that every sip is changing. So let's let's go with that. Yeah, so it continues to change. So try to explain that. Like if, if it becomes more herbaceous with the third or fourth sip, I want to know what you guys are experiencing. I like it better with the air. All right, so you're getting some air in there. What are you guys getting on this one? Beautiful Colombian rum from Dictador. Now, Dictador, that was... That was because back in colonial times, I guess there was a dictator. <laughs> okay, so that. So why did they name a rum after a dictator? So did they like him? Was he a nice dictator? Because <laughs> most of the time they're not very it's, nice. It, uh, the name is because that the um, grand grandfather of uh, the Farah family was to use a tax collector from Spain. Aha. Uh -huh. So he was, as you said, not really nice with the tax collection thing. So that's why it's called a uh, dictador. But I want, to, I want to clarify this. Nowadays, we are using the dictador name because it was created, this brand was created. We have been distilling for 106 years, but the brand was created only 10 years ago. Right, oh. right. But the thing is that we are using the dictator uh, name and our new uh, campaign is called Born to Conquer because nowadays uh, we want to encourage people to be there, like trying to rule their own lives, like not not be guided by society, okay. but by okay. their own rights or own 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 ideas or so. Kind of flipping that whole idea. Now we're we're encouraging people to be free. It's a yeah. freedom That's loving it. rum. Okay, we we have another brand that has been in the in the family for all whole time. It's called Baluarte. You can still buy that in Cartagena. Baluarte. Baluarte. Yeah. Yeah, but it's at, um, yeah, we are only doing eight-year-old uh, rums with Baluarte. That's we want the Dictador to be the high-end rum from our distillery. Okay. Now, do you know, like you guys are using a proprietary yeast strain? Uh, how long is the fermentation for like at the two different distilleries? Do you know, like oh, how it, long it's fermenting before you? Yeah, it, it depends. It depends on the product. That we, for example, uh, there's another XO. We are going to try the XO Perpetual, but we have another expression that it's called XO Insulin that has a longer uh, fermentation process for 60, 60 hours. Uh -huh. This will take only 36 to 48 hours, depending on, on the expression. Okay. But, and I want to add something. Um, as I was saying, the most important part of the aging process, of, of, the, of the run production, is the aging process. So. We need to say that we are using three different types of casks to do our aging. We are using ex-bourbon, we are using ex-cherry, and we are using export cask to do our, our expressions. Oh, wow. So three different kinds of casks, ex-bourbon, sherry casks, and port casks. Um, so can you explain why that is? Why does Hernan want to use those sherry and those port okay, casks? So normally, and, and you will correct me, the, uh, normally rum producers are using Oak barrels, I know most of them are using uh, ex bourbon. Yeah, because they're readily available because the law in um, America is that bourbon has to be a new cask and by law. So that means everybody else in the world uses our used casks. And ex bourbon uh, casks are around $60. But we want cheap. to. Cheap. No, that, that's okay. It's a fair that's price. Cheap. It's a fair price. 
That's a bargain. Yeah, I know. Have you ever tried to make a barrel? No, no, I haven't. It's hard. <laughs> 60 bucks, man. I can't even. But I, it's used. I pay 120 bucks for my Nikes. Come on, man. I'm telling you, like, so 60 next, bucks is a great price for a barrel, man. So an ex cherry, an export uh, uh, cask cost uh, 600 euros. So that's why. Uh, and because uh, the reason uh, that um, Ernan is using this type of cask is because of the um, tasting profile, the nose that you will have, and also the color. I don't know if any of you take a look of the color. Like it looks darker uh, amber, uh, like a, you have a, like a darker amber color if you compare it to another 12-year-old or 20-year-old rum. Yeah. And that's because of the cherry cask and the pork cask for sure. And all those uh, aromas that you are feeling and the aftertaste that you have is because the the cast that we're using. Beautiful. Yeah, there is a beautiful ruddiness to it. Are you guys adding any caramel color to okay, your... Okay, that's a really good question. Uh, there is no law uh, about adding caramel, sugar, uh, vanillini, uh, and also glycerol. But uh, we're proud to say that we are not using any kind of addition to our to our products. Wow! This is how it goes out out of the cask, okay. cask to bottle uh, rum, um, and that's because we don't want to um, ruin our product since we are trying to use the best uh, raw material, the best uh, cask that we can get. That's the reason that we are not uh, adding any anything to our. Now, I'm not being rude here. I was going to ask you, like, what the bottle cost is in my local liquor store. Yep. But you're visiting, and so I'm not expecting you to know that. I know I was, that. I, I know you already know? Okay. Yes, for sure. How much is it in the liquor store? Yeah. So I just, okay. I just bought one of this uh, from a liquor store near here because I need it for, uh, for a customer, <laughs> for, uh, for the bar. It cost me 48 with taxes. Okay. Taxes here are huge. <laughs> 48, I paid for this, uh, for, this will be around seven, 65, $70. Okay. And our XO will be around $100 per bottle in a, in a liquor store. Beautiful. So Stephanie and Shaggy just came around with our second expression of the evening. This is the Dictador 20. Okay, before I go with the 20, I want to add something. Does any one of you have a coffee aftertaste, like maybe two minutes after the 12 year old? When you are chewing the, that, you will feel like you, ha you have like a coffee a couple of minutes ago? Some of them? Anybody? Some of you? A no, little bit you, of coffee? You didn't? Okay. Uh, please pour more uh, rum to, to the girl behind. No, I, I know what you're saying. No, there is a, there's a beautiful tannic quality on the end of it. I, I get an, a nice dark oakiness for me on the finish there. What were you going to tell us about that? Uh, that's it's because I wanted to compare it with the aftertaste that we're going to have with the 20-year-old. Same process, uh, distillation process, blending the, uh, the, the alcohols. And I want to talk about the Solera system. Um, it says here 12 and 20, but it also says Solera system, as uh, Pedro was saying, normally solid assessing will mean that we are blending ages. That we are blending, I don't know, 20, maybe some of 15, maybe maybe 10. But the thing that we are using is um, 
there's no, there's no technical name for the system that we are using, but we wanted to call it um, unique Solera system. And what does it mean? Um, we have a batch of 1,000 barrels. Okay. Normally, the angel's share or the evaporation in the Caribbean will be around 8 to 10% because of the humidity and because of the high temperatures. But in order to reduce that um, angel's share, we are taking from, imagine a batch of 1,000 barrels. We are taking uh, every year some barrels to fill up uh, to the bottom the other barrels. Like for example, uh, we started with 1,000, then we will take, in the, sec in the first year, we will take 30 barrels to fill up to the bottom and nine, 970 uh, barrels. So in that way, there's uh, less alcohol that it's uh, in contact with the oxygen, and that's how we are trying to reduce the angel shirt. And that allows us to have more liquid. After starting with a 1,000 uh, casks, after 12 years, we will have around 700 uh, uh, barrels of 12 years old. After 20 years, we will have around 550 barrels using this uh, Solera system. So it's a Solera, so Solera cask, in, in, in traditionally, that comes from the Solera winemaking method, which you can envision from in, in- From cherry. Yeah, from sherry making, where uh, they would have, think of it as an inverted pyramid of barrels in which they're bottling off of the, the bottom of this inverted pyramid, but they never let that pyramid of barrels uh, that are interconnected, of course, get less than half empty. So they're always adding the youngest spirit, which in this case would be the 20. They never let it get less than half full, meaning that there's lots of blending of older spirits with that and younger spirits. spirit. Yes. But this is also, you guys are saying that you've- We are using the same batch and we are moving the run from one cask to the other just to avoid, the, to, to reduce evaporation, but it's the same batch. 100% of the batch will have 12, 20 years old. So are you using a gigantic like marrying ton or is it made of glass or steel or how are you preventing the evaporation? Okay, so we, 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 we call this like the, uh, we're trying to even all of the, all of the, all of the blend. So we take out 30 barrels. 30%, okay, okay. So we fill up all, all of the other, all the all others uh, barrels. Okay, so as the evaporation is occurring, you're constantly refilling, refilling. the bar barrel to keep it full. Yes. Topping it, Topping it off, great, Topping okay. It off. Thank you for the, <laughs> for the burp. So here it is, the Dictador 20. Um, again, from those two different distilleries, one a pot yes, sir. still distillery, another a column still distillery and using ex-bourbon, ex-cherry, and export. Okay. So, uh, please take, us, take, a, take, your, take it to, to your nose, smell it, and tell us what you find. Yes, it. you're doing great, man, you're doing great. Because of you. Green apples. Green apples. Crisp. Crisp green apples. Well, I get that, that's good, that's good, Jess. What are you guys getting? What else, what else? Come on, most female, most professional tasters are women, so I'm looking at you ladies right here in the front. Honey. Something floral? A little bit more floral than the first one, at least. Like honeysuckle, or? I'm getting like graham cracker. I smell graham cracker myself, like molasses biscuit kind of. 
toast and molasses. Honeysuckle? So now tap some of your tongue. What are you getting? Tell me what your experience is. No wrong answers. Mm. Ooh, I mean, this has a little bit of a minerality to it to me as well. I get it like, um, like a little bit of, um, I want to say like mineral water. Like uh, not, not that it's watery at all, but there's like this beautiful like earthiness to it, like a, okay. a stone or a slate uh, in there, a good minerality to it, which I would accredit to a good water source. For, for the uh, fermentation part of it. What were you gonna tell me about this? Uh, so normally we have this, I want to talk about our image, like um, one of our owners, because- You have very uh, beautiful owners, they all look like supermodels. <laughs> like, no, 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 10 years, it's because I want to explain the, our you image. Can, you like, think the supermodels can run a rum brand, I guarantee you they cannot. Yeah, yeah, Where can I meet your boss? As I told you, this brand was created 10 years ago. Um, there were this. Uh, there are four Polish investors that go to Cartagena. They were having some fun in Cartagena. They tried the Baluarte rum, and they get in love with the rum, and they wanted to take it to the world because Hernan Parra was. He said, "I don't want to to go to you to the States, go to Europe, go to Asia, and do difficult job." Because I love being here in Cartagena, beautiful women, beaches, nice rum. So I don't want beaches. To... He said beaches. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I said what. We, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Beaches, so, beautiful women and beaches is what sand. he said. Okay. That's right. Sand. Yeah. Sand, 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 and, and sea. Okay. So uh, these guys created the brand ten years ago, and they wanted to have like a different kind of look. Normally, rum is related to pirates, eye patches, uh, pirates. But we wanted to be related to fashion, to sell a lifestyle product to, the, to, the, to our consumers. That's why our, take, it, take a look. Yeah, they're beautiful packaging, right? That's why our packaging and all of our um, social media is going more into that, that direction. Okay, all right, beautiful. Uh, the, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, the models are not from Colombia. Oh, <laughs> it from? doesn't make sense for me. We have the most beautiful women in the world. Where are they from? From Poland. Beautiful girls, for sure. Irregardless, they're, they're being marketed <laughs> as, a, as a premium rum brand. This is legitimately 20-year-old rum. So that's kind of unusual in the rum world where they're actually trying to stay true to the age statement. And what they're telling us here tonight is that there's no caramel coloring or flavoring added to this rum. So again, that is pretty rare in the rum world. So Stephanie and Shaggy are coming around now with the third Sorry, expression. Before, before no, that, ahead, I, want, I want you to try to compare the aftertaste of the 12 and the 20 year old. Like the, for me, the aftertaste of the 12 is Coffee, for this one it would be, what kind of aftertaste do you have? I, I, can, I can feel the wood and, and the honey. Okay, so but when you, wood when, and when honey, one, okay. or two, one or two minutes after you have sipped the rum, what kind like of dark flavor? chocolate, dark chocolate for me. That's the, that's the thing, dark Bam. chocolate. That's the difference in the aftertaste for the 12 and the 20 coffee against uh, dark chocolate. Is anybody else getting on that linger? Are you guys getting into that dark chocolate? 
Are you getting that cherry essence? Are you getting some of that red fruit character or a nuttiness? Okay, cool. So, so far, what about the 12 and the 20? For 20? Yeah, I know 20 is like the mothership of our rums. Like, everyone gets in love with our 20-year-old rum. Now we're going to have uh, Shaggy and Stephanie are pouring the XO. XOs are around 30-year-old rums. 30? 30. Yes, sir. So why don't you call it 30 instead of XO? Actually, it, it, X -X XO, like VS, VS, VSOP, and XO, and Horse de Age, that, that it usually comes from the, the brandy world or, or from the cognac yeah. world. And what it refers to, um, legally speaking, a VS, which means very superior, is at least two years. VSOP means at least six years. XO is anything over six years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Two to six is VSOP. Anything over six years, and this is brandy. This is a labeling terms for, like, cognac, the legal definition, which is the AOC in, for cognac. Anything over six years is going to be the XO, and then anything that's, I think, over 10 is what they call ordeage, which is, like, beyond age. But people, the, the average consumer doesn't know that, so they do just think that, like, it just means extra old, and it... It is extra old. Yeah. Because it, but we, it's 30 year old rum. 30 year old is extremely old rum. And well, it's older than, uh, than us. It's older than us. So it's I don't know super if that's old. true. But, but um, so no? thir some 30 year old rum in here. And Colombia's pretty close to the equator. So you know that you guys are having a pretty intense angel share, a lot of evaporation. It's a hot climate, a lot of, a lot of humidity the rum is just going away. Yeah, um, that's right. So, you guys all have the XO now? I'm not sure which one is mine. XO. That's it, right there. Thank you. So, stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you reminded of as you smell this Dictador XO rum? Okay, this Beautiful. is the more complex uh, rum that we have today, the XO. Uh, normally, our, as I was saying, our 20-year-old rum is the one that everybody loves. This is more complex, so you have to smell it very well, taste it, try to chew it in your, in your mouth with your tongue, and then you will find the in, very interesting rum, very complex thing going on in your mouth. Okay. It still retains that mapleness on the front of the nose for me that's like through all the expressions. I still have that little bit of maple on the front end. What are you guys getting over it here? It has more herbal, it has some herbal notes. Sure. Strawberry. So that I would attribute that to maybe the, the sherry cask or the port that he was picking up as well. Oh, that's brilliant. That is really a nice little sipper. Wow. So yeah, I get a really like a, an inky dark chocolate, like a little bit of a bitter chocolate, like a cacao thing. Yeah, for sure. You know? And it also has like more arable and notes for sure, earthy as they were saying back in the, and, in the room. And, and nutty and still that maple. DNA's a lot of, a lot of toffee, uh, beautiful, for sure. beautiful. I would love this just as a sipper. I would not put this in a cocktail. No, for oh, me, no, no, like, no, no, no. But I have to say something about uh, mixing rums like this. Um, this. This is something that I really don't understand. But our master blender, Hernan Parra, he can have. 12, 20, XO, we have, an, we have a lot of, uh, we have best of uh, line, uh, it's a, it's a um, super, super prestige uh, rums, 
best of two masters uh, that are 40 year old rums. And he's always, if, he, if we're having a tasting, he will have it like this. But normally, if he's having fun, he wants to have, it doesn't matter the aging of the rum, he will have it with light Coke. Whoa, he's nuts. No, I'm just kidding. It I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's, I don't understand Diet Coke, is that Diet Coke? Is yeah, that Diet Coke. Evil. When you ask him, why are you having that? And he said, I love rum and Coke. I'm sorry, okay. I, I cannot right. help it. All right, it, to each his own, you so know? It's, it's like if it turns you on, then do it. Yes, if you like it, do it. If you like it. For me, it would be like, a, like a, something terrible to do it, but I will never do that. <laughs> I, will mix, I will mix 12, maybe I will mix a 20, maybe. So you were talking about two masters, and now that's a program that you guys are doing with yep. different barrel finishes on certain yes. rums. Is that what that is? Can yes. you explain that a little bit? Yes, for sure. Why, why is two masters? Two masters because there are two masters distillers that are involved in the aging process. So um, we we are sitting over the one of the biggest, uh, oldest reserves of rum in the world. So we wanted to do something very different that all the rum producers are doing. So we have this 40-year-old rums, I won't, and we do some um, agreements with six different brands. Glen Farkas from Single Malts. Ooh, nice. Hardy Cognac, uh, Laval Armagnac, Le Clarbien from Champagne, Despont, uh, which is um, a wine from, from Bordeaux, and I'm missing Laval from Armagnac. So, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna explain the Blaine Farkas uh, example. So we talked to Kaylin Fraser, who is the master distiller from Glen Farkas, and we sent to them uh, samples of, in, in, in average, 40 year old rums. So he said, oh, I love this Dictador, 45 year old from 1972, that was in export uh, cask, and please send it to my, to my facilities in Scotland. Okay, you like this? We send that to Scotland. And he uh, picked up a 50-year-old cask that he has in here in their, in their warehouse, ex-cherry, that he used for 50-year-old for producing Glen Forges. So he put our rum there and do a final aging. Two masters, two countries, two different environments, uh, temperatures, and we are sending these uh, rums in uh, cask strength, which is uh, around 65 to 70 uh, percent of alcohol, and then they are doing the final aging in their own cask in, in their country, and they are also adding or doing the hydration process in, with their own water. That's why it's called Two Masters. We have uh, we launched this project last year in Ritz London. Our uh, exclusive retailer at the beginning was Harrods. Um, the price of these bottles are around 400 to 900 uh, pounds. I haven't tried them. I don't know why. Maybe I'm not selling enough. <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> So, uh, and this project is gonna continue. 
uh, we just closed a deal with a bourbon brand, and it's gonna be released this year uh, in September, October, uh, in New York, and maybe here in LA as well. We are also doing this with a uh, port brand, uh, a cherry brand. Uh, we are doing this with Baiju from China. Wow. We are doing this, uh, we are, we are trying to get a business with uh, one of the biggest tequila producers. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're helping to launch Min, Ming River here in Los Angeles oh, here okay, in July. Right. Uh, and we're also doing that, this with um, a Chilean wine producer as well. So we want to expand uh, or blur the lines between the spirits category and do something that ha never has been done before. Beautiful stuff. So look for that two masters series. These guys are working with scotch producers, champagne, all these different barrel yeah. finishes on what is essentially the XO that's additionally finished or what rum are you putting in these different cast finishes? So it's a, so they are single barrel rums. Uh -huh. Oh, uh, single so barrel So we are not wow. blending this, these barrels. This rum is not a mix of, as I said, export one, export or export. Well, actually, there's one guy from the, the guys from Leclerc Briand, Champagne. Uh, they, no, it's from Hardy. Hardy selected two rums. One from 1976 and the other one from 1978. And they say, I want to blend these two rums. And then I want to use this super special uh, cask that, that they have used, be, be using for, for Hardy. Uh, so they call it, uh, I don't know, Ete, Ete, which is summer in, in French. I don't know a lot of French, neither English. <laughs> so we're trying to do something different. Uh, yes. We have a lot of uh, projects that are going on. There's uh, another project that we're uh, launching on September. Um, and we get this idea from the guys from Champagne, from Leclerc Briand. Okay. We are doing Dictador Abyss. You can find it in internet. Uh, Dictador Abyss, uh, we are taking 40 year old rums to the um, 30 meters under, under the sea in the French coast. Uh, yes, it, it's, it's something crazy. No, none have done this. Um, the thing is that... You're not going to get a lot of evaporation down there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank God. Or you get some drunk fish. But the thing is that the, there's... Um, the, the, I, I wanted to show it because I don't have pictures here, but uh, the natural reef is uh, decorating the bottles that we're putting uh, in the sea. So they're getting like, the reef is growing on the bottles? Uh, yes, and that's how we are gonna sell them. No way, that's it's, crazy. It's wow. amazing. Okay. I would buy it, I would buy it. Well you guys, that's really wonderful stuff. So Diego, thank you for walking us through the Dictador line. We tried the 12, the 20, and the XO. You guys, let's give it up for Diego Quintero. Oh. Thanks a lot. Really wonderful presentation. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember. Remember.